11 Nisan, Yud Aleph Nisan, Tzadik, His Praise, 240. Once, one of the Rebbe's followers was complaining to him about not having enough to live off. The Rebbe said to him, I do not know how you have the heart to bother me with the vanities of this world. I am like someone who goes about in the wilderness day and night, digging and digging, just to make it habitable. Each one of you has a heart like a desolate wilderness, bereft of inhabitants, and with no place for the Shekhinah, the Divine Presence. All the time I dig and dig, trying to change you and make a place in your hearts for the Shekhinah to dwell. Do you know how much toil and effort are needed to take oak wood and make it into beautiful objects suitable for human use? You have to saw it, chisel it, plane it, and dress it. This is exactly the kind of hard work I have to do in order to achieve anything at all with any one of you, and you come and bother me with this kind of nonsense? On Shabbat night, the intensity of the Rebbe's devotions was indescribable. His holiness and the expression of awe on his face simply cannot be imagined. I have heard that this was especially so in his youth. One Shabbat night, he had washed his hands and made the blessing over bread. All the other people sitting at his table also made the blessing over the bread and ate their portion. Immediately after the Rebbe had eaten his piece of bread, his thoughts ascended to exalted heights, and he bound himself to God with sublime awe. He sat in silence with his eyes wide open, wrapped in his thoughts. The Rebbe remained like this for the whole night. No one dared put any food on the table, they were so afraid of disturbing him. Eventually the day began to dawn and the sun rose. They said the blessing after meals and left the table. On another occasion, the Rebbe's brother Rebbe Chiel came to spend Shabbat with him. He saw the way the Rebbe conducted himself on the night of Shabbat and was favorably impressed. However, at the morning meal, the people at the table spoke to the Rebbe about a number of worldly matters unconnected with Torah. This displeased Rebbe Chiel. At the conclusion of the Shabbat, he went to the Rebbe's room and raised the matter with him. The Rebbe said to him, do you remember all the things they spoke about at the morning meal? Rebbe Chiel did not remember anything. The Rebbe said, I remember everything. He went and locked the door of the room and started going through all the topics one by one, explaining a little of their deeper connotations. He spoke to his brother all through the night and into the morning hours. The windows were shuttered so that only when he looked at the clock did he see that it was already time to recite the morning Shema, and he entered the conversation. Rabbi Chiel went from him weeping. He was so deeply moved and inspired that he went for several days without being able to eat or sleep. He just sat weeping and weeping with longing and inspiration. So moved was he by the Rebbe's words. From that time on, he bound himself to the Rebbe with the utmost intensity. Rabbi Nachman's Wisdom His Wisdom, 99 When you speak to a friend about fear of God, this creates both direct light and reflected light. The information he receives from you is direct light. What you gain from him is reflected light. Sometimes the reflected light precedes the direct light. Your friend may have a weak intellect and not be able to grasp your words. However, you are still able to gain from the conversation. Since you gain something from your friend before he obtains anything from you, the reflected light precedes the direct light. Sometimes when you speak to a friend about fear of God, he may not receive from your words. Still, you can receive from him, as you can be motivated by your own words. The light of your words literally bounces off your friend and is reflected back to you. This is literally the concept of the reflected light, as discussed in the writings. 
a ball cannot enter a stone wall and therefore bounces back from it. Likewise, when your friend does not receive from your words, they are reflected back to you. Thus, you are influenced by your own words. These same words may have had no effect had you spoken them to yourself. But when you speak them to your friend and he is not inspired, they are reflected back to you. Thus, you are inspired by them. It is just like reflected light that comes into being when the direct light strikes a vessel, as discussed in the writings. We heard that the Rebbe once said this. The Aleph Bet Book, Conflict and Strife, B, 15. If, while fasting, a person expends his energy on work or business, it saves him from enemies and murderers. 16. Whoever has enemies finds it difficult to concentrate while praying. 17. A person who causes a rift between husband and wife, talking to the husband about how beautiful his wife is and telling the wife degrading things about her husband, will, because of his actions, find it difficult to earn a living. 18. When God sees that a certain tzaddik has the ability to inspire people to devotional service, he stirs up opposition against him. God does this so that the tzaddik will indeed succeed in inspiring others, which a tzaddik without enemies cannot do. This can be likened to the times of Mashiach, when people will be at peace and converts will no longer be accepted. 19. Thoughts of idolatry enables one's enemies to overcome him. 20. One whose enemies are elevated succumbs to a lust for food. Kitzur Likutei Maharan 1. Lesson number 61. Rabbi Shimon rejoiced. Zohar 3, 128a. 1. Through faith in the sages, this refers to the rabbis of the Mishnah and Talmud, as well as to those of later generations, a person's mind is purified and he attains a clear intellect. In turn, he merits to glean and to receive true judgments from everything that he studies in the Torah. In other words, he is able to derive correct practical instruction in the service of God, so that he knows how to behave in every matter regarding both himself and those who act in accordance with his guidance. But when a person lacks faith in the sages, God forbid, he is punished with weariness of the flesh, that is, with superfluous waste material, as our sages of blessed memory said, whoever ridicules, hello egg, the words of the sages, is punished in boiling excrement. As it is written, much study, lahag, which sounds like the word la'ag, ridicule, leads to a weariness of the flesh. Ecclesiastes 12.12, Erevin 21b. Consequently, foul-smelling vapors rise up to the person's mind, jumbling and confusing his thoughts, and then he is unable to derive true judgments and correct instruction from his studies. To the contrary, he gleans things that are contrary to the truth, like Doeg the Edomite, who passed the distorted judgment that King David was unfit to marry into the Jewish people, Yevamot 76b. And this occurred because Doeg's Torah study was from the aspect of this superfluous waste material. See more in this lesson in Lakutei Moharan. 2. There exist leaders who are called by the name Rabbi, whose Torah study derives from superfluous waste material and refuse. There is no doubt that these people cannot lead even themselves, let alone others. Nevertheless, they take positions of status and authority for themselves, and they pursue leadership positions in order to lead the people. Every person must be certain not to bestow any rabbinical authority upon these people, nor strengthen or empower them, so that they will not be given the title of rabbi. In point of fact, 
These leaders themselves are not so terribly guilty, since they have a strong evil inclination impelling them to lead the people. However, those who strengthen and empower them, and by whose agency they are ordained, so that they will be called by the name Rabbi, will be held accountable in the future. Rabbi Nachman's Stories, The Master of Prayer People tried to capture him, but it was impossible to recognize him. The master of prayer devised clever plans, and he would constantly disguise himself in different ways. Every time he visited a person, he would be disguised differently. With one person, he would be a pauper, with another, a merchant, while with others, he would have different disguises. On many occasions when he spoke to the people, he saw that he could not make any impression on them, and could not draw them to his goal. He would then engage in subterfuges, so that they would not be aware of his intention. It would appear that his intent was not at all to bring people to God. It was totally impossible to recognize that this was his purpose. Although his main intent was only to draw people close to God, and this was his entire motivation, whenever he saw that he was not making any impression, he would use roundabout ways so so that the person would not recognize his true intent. The master of prayer kept this up until he began to make a major impression on the world. He also became quite famous. People tried to capture him, but it was not possible. The master of prayer and his men lived far away from civilization. They would spend their time engaged only in prayer, song, praise to God, confession, fasting, self-mortification, and repentance. Reb Letters, Year 1, Letter Number 133 This is how God helped me last Shabbat, when I danced with God's help. It was the last thing I expected at the beginning of Shabbat. Thank God who has helped me thus far. Know and believe that from the smallest of the small to the greatest of the great, every person, according to what he is, must suffer great bitterness every day in this world. If it were not for the salt, the world would be incapable of enduring the bitterness. Lekutei Moharan 1.23 How great is the loving kindness of God, that we are not opponents of the true tzaddik, the eternal covenant of salt, who sweetens the bitterness of the entire world. And they pay him back evil for good by opposing him. May God forgive them. Thank God that we have been saved from this. Gvalt, you know nothing of what is taking place in this world. For we see that the more someone pursues this world, the bitterer is his life. And even if you are not entirely clean of desires for this world and its vanities, you nonetheless know well that it is all vain and empty, and you know about the true tzaddik who sweetens the bitterness. All your hope is to him, and your whole orientation is toward walking in his holy ways. You have been saved from unimaginable amounts of bitterness of all kinds in this world and in the world to come. I have no time to continue. The words of your father, sending loving greetings and looking forward to the joy of the holy festival. Let us be glad and rejoice in his salvation. Nassan of Breslov. I was delighted to hear how they are writing books in the house of Rebdi. This is certainly a great salvation and wonder of God. Yet we still need further salvation and great mercy for the Rebbe's wellsprings to be spread abroad through the entire dispersion of Israel to give them life forever. Reb Nussin's Letters, Year 2, Letter Number 373, With God's Help, Tuesday, Va'era, 5602, Uman. Many blessings and abundant joy to my honored friend, whom I love, heart and soul, the learned, distinguished, and illustrious Reb Avraham Ber, may he live, along with his fine, holy household and his dear children. Life, peace, and all good. 
Amen. May it be his will. You should know, my friend, that I came here to Uman before Rosh Chodesh Kislev, and I stayed here until Shabbat Hanukkah. Thank God there were a few guests here, and I spoke true words of Torah, which give life to the soul. May God allow me to fulfill them in their entirety, in accordance with His will, which is good. Amen. I already sent you a long letter through a blade from Cherin, in which I urged you to immediately reimburse my son, Rabbi Yitzchak, for the oil. I assume that you have already done as I asked. But I still do not know, as I have not yet received any word about it from my son, whom I just mentioned, because I set out immediately after Shabbat Hanukkah, on the day of Zot Hanukkah, the last day of Hanukkah, for Teravitzah, where I spent two Shabbatot, Torah reading Vayigash and Torah reading Vayichi. Thank God we had holy conversations there about the teachings of our master, teacher, and Rebbe of blessed memory, and I said some extremely awesome and original words. We were extremely joyful there, until the hearts of practically the entire group lifted up their feet, and we danced a great deal there on both Shabbatot. Thank God, we have something to be happy about, as I have spoken about so often. It is necessary, though, to review this every day, because it is no insignificant matter. The core of our eternal vitality and Jewish holiness depends on our inspiring ourselves at all times with the holy teachings that we merited to receive through our Master, Teacher, and Rebbe of blessed memory, the Light of Lights, who brought each one of us closer to God from wherever He was. He is our Rebbe, He is our Teacher in this world and the next forever. Ashrenu, happy are we, how good is our portion. There is no time now to elaborate on this. I only wanted to jog your memory. Now you must remind yourself and take to heart what you have already heard. Then you will remotely understand the wondrous, unfathomable, uncountable kindnesses that God has done with us. Thank God whose kindness and truth have not abandoned us even in these generations. Even now, through what the Rebbe has left behind, the generation is not orphaned, as is explained on the verse, a flowing spring, a source of wisdom. Tzaddik, pages 89-90, to 90, number 86. Last Wednesday, Torah reading Shemot, I returned here to Uman, and I plan to stay here with God's kindness until this coming Erev Rosh Chodesh Shabbat. You should know now that our friend, Rav Nachman Tulchiner, whom I sent off on our business at the beginning of the winter, had already returned safely to his home in Tulchin for this past Hanukkah. I still have not seen him, but it is likely that he will come here, God willing, for Erev Rosh Chodesh Shavat. Shemot HaTzadikim, B'nai Levi, Yachat, Zima, Yoach, Ido, Zerach, Ya'aterai, Aminadav, Korach, Asir, Elkanah, Eviasaf, Tachat, Uriel, Uziah, Shaul, Amasai, Achimot, Elkanah, Tzofai, Nachat, Eliav, Yerocham, Elkanah. Bnei Shmuel, Habachor Vashni, Avia, Livni, Shimi, Uza, Shima, Chagia, Asaya. Heman Hamesharer, Ben Yoel, Ben Shmuel, Ben Elkanah, Ben Yerocham, Ben Eliel, Ben Toach, Ben Suf, Ben Elkanah, Ben Machat, Ben Amasai, Ben Elkanah, Ben Yoel, Ben Azaria, Ben Safania, Ben Tachat, Ben Asir, Ben Eviasaf, Ben Korach, Ben Yitzar, Ben Kahat, Ben Levi, Ben Yisrael. Reb Prayers 1, Prayer Number 110. 101. Grant our hearts understanding so that we will lovingly comprehend, keep, and teach all of the words of your Torah for its own sake. Help us focus the entirety of our minds on your holy Torah day and night. 
so that it will illumine us with the light of its pleasant holy countenance. And all of the seventy faces of Torah that the perfect tzaddikim have attained will shine upon us and protect us. As a result, may we eradicate all of our lusts and evil traits. In every generation, grant us refuge from times of trouble. Act for your sake, for the sake of our fathers, and for the sake of all of the holy and awesome tzaddikim in every generation. Quickly nullify all of the harsh decrees against us, those that have already been decreed and those that are being contemplated. Uproot, shatter, and nullify them all in your great mercy and kindness, and may no vestige of them remain. Save the remnant of Israel. Save the remnant of Israel who recite, Hear Israel. When we stand up to pray, we are in an uncertain state, in the muddy depths. Despite all of that, we arise and are still with you. We still recite the Shema twice daily. That alone gives us the courage to come and plead before you. Answer us in the merit of the true tzaddikim who served you in great holiness and purity with self-sacrifice, a wondrous consciousness, and a whole heart all the days of their lives. And answer us in the merit of the tens of thousands of holy martyrs who sanctified your name, great and small, young and old, who were slaughtered and impaled, who died after every sort of unnatural torment, whose blood was spilled like water from the day of the destruction of the temple until now. You who answer your nation, the Jewish people, at a time of trouble, hurry to rescue us. It is a time of trouble for Jacob, but from it he will be saved. Have pity on us. Our physical and spiritual needs are many, but our minds too limited to express a ten-thousandth of them. Remove all enemies, epidemics, wars, hunger, and grief. Remove Satan from before us and behind us. Conceal us in the shadow of your wings, for we have no one on whom to rely except for you, our Father in heaven. We do not know what we shall do, for our eyes turn to you. Behold, like the eyes of servants to the hand of their masters, like the eyes of the maidservant to the hand of her mistress, so are our eyes turned to Hashem our God, until He will be gracious to us. Be gracious to us, Hashem. Be gracious to us because we have suffered much contempt. Have mercy on us in the land of our captivity. Do not pour your wrath upon us, for we are your nation, the children of your covenant. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable before you, Hashem, my rock and my redeemer. Prayer number 111, 110. My King and my God, I will pray to you. Please, Hashem, save me in your vast compassion, so that I will learn your Torah diligently for its own sake. We will study your Torah day and night. Always be with me. Help me and save me, so that my mouth will not be coarse and darken the words of Torah, God forbid. Help me learn your holy Torah with such holiness and purity that I will nullify my entire physical being at the time of my study, and my heart and mind will feel the Torah's sweetness, pleasure, spirituality, subtlety, and depth. Only you know how sweet and pleasurable are all the words of your holy, pure, and perfect Torah. As the verse states, They are more desirable than gold and fine gold. They are sweeter than honey and the honeycomb. Their pleasant words are like honeycomb, sweet to the soul and healing to the bones. The Torah's ways are ways of pleasantness, and all her paths are peace. From a distance I see and believe in the great depth, pleasantness, and sweetness of your holy Torah.